Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and right over here, we have Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm good, Rick. How are you? I'm just great. It's been awesome. kind of a lazy day around here, but, you know, yes. rain, clouds. It totally, totally was. Oh, up there, too. Yeah, yes, well. absolutely. It must be something in the air. I'm not sure. It, it was one of those... I don't want to do anything kind of days. And you know how achy those days feel at first? You know, it's like you, you wake up and you're like, oh, wow, I really don't want to do anything. And you're trying to justify in your head just not doing anything. But once you turn that day into a, okay, I'm not going to do anything day, it's just such a better day. Such it a better really day. Is. Yeah. Such a better day. Well, it's kind of like the nerves Absolutely. you have, you know, when you wake up as a kid and it's there's snow everywhere outside. And uh, I guess this doesn't work in Canada because y'all are prepared for the snow. But down here in Texas, if there was snow, you need, nobody's going to school, nobody's going to work. It's snow day. and uh, But you still, you had those nerves and that weirdness before, you know, it was official on the morning news or from mom or whatever that, you know, it's a snow day, no school. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, right? And actually, we went through that this morning. Funny enough that you asked, because my, my daughter woke me up to say, hey, one of my friends said it was a snow day. And I looked outside, and I'm like, dude, if yesterday wasn't a snow day, there's no way today is going to be a snow day. <laughs> so <laughs> you're hoofing it to the bus, and um, if the bus doesn't show up, we'll drive you to school. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. You're not getting the day off. But yes, I exactly agree with what you're saying. I grew up in the snow belt in Canada. Um, and we have snow days in the snow belt, believe it or not. But that's because our highways get shut down. Like, I mean, shut down. People take snowmobiles to work. Uh, you're expected to get your butt to work. If it takes a snowmobile to get you there, you're still expected to go to work. But, um, yeah, highways get shut down, all sorts of madness down there. So we we had tons of snow days growing up. And, yeah, that there was that anticipation in the first part of the morning and that little it in your stomach going, oh, is this going to be okay? Like, do, is it should really I really a snow be day? happy about, yeah, I I really be happy about it happening? <laughs> and I guess maybe that's what the I don't want to daze are like until you turn them around into, okay, I'm not going to daze because you're trying to justify. I think that's the big thing. Yeah, that, and it's something that I've, you know, We've had guests talk about, and we talk about is look, let, just let it be okay, whatever it is. It's when you're trying to not let it be okay. It's the, it's like on the snow day, you're you're trying to 
hold back your enthusiasm and excitement because you might get dashed. Your hopes might get dashed. Absolutely. On that. Just be enthusiastic anyway and excited anyway. And then hopefully no dashing. And then no dashing. Well, I I would think the more enthusiastic and the more excited you are, the less dashing there will be. Particularly these days, it seems to me, because, you know, it's more likely that you'll run into people that see you being excited and enthusiastic and decide to get excited and enthusiastic with you. I would think so. And I bet you our guest knows all about all about excited enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm tongue-tied. Apparently, the frozen north has frozen my brain. It's okay, though. It's okay. It'll be fine. Yeah, well, you know, I do well to try to get all my words out. Anyway. I think it's because I try to talk too fast. Or at least I've been told I talk. Uh, my, my poor goddaughter so had, think- had to get a voice recorder because she decided she couldn't take notes when she asked me questions. Because I think she he talks really fast and he wanders all over the place. And I was like, you get well, yeah. Hey, that sounds like me. But as to taking notes, um, even the best journalists in the world who have developed their own shorthand so that, you know, their notes are cryptic and and easy to write, don't use pens if they don't have to. Right. Simply because it's so much easier to grab a quote off of a recorder. I mean, honestly, I'd give me a recorder any day a week over over a pen and paper for interviewing somebody. Yeah, it seems like our conversations are more natural with the recorder, too. Because she doesn't ever say, wait, wait, <laughs> say that again. Or but yeah, of course. You can let information flow and you can bounce from one topic to the next and your your thoughts can naturally flow into whatever direction they feel that it's necessary for them to flow and there's nobody stopping you and backing you up and going, yeah, but what about this? Um, I think that's a mistake that, that a lot of writers make and... You know, I remember I remember one of the best things that my professor ever taught me in journalism school was, you know, you're going to have this list of questions, the who, the what, the where, the why, when you go into an interview. But other than knowing that you have to get the who, the what, the where, the why, and the how, throw out any expectation you might have as to how you're going to come to those anders. Because once that conversation starts, if you want to get the truth out of somebody that you're interviewing and you want the whole story, then you need to allow that conversation to grow organically. Yes, you need to control the conversation a little bit because you need to get the information that you need to get, but you can't stifle the conversation by trying to direct it too often in the direction you think it should go. So, you know, I mean, I, I think that... Um, Part and parcel new, new for our technique especially, here. Well, new writers especially forget that. They they think that it's, it's the stupidest thing they ever taught in school, and I curse, still, I curse high school teachers for teaching this. Point form hoo-ha and rough draft hoo-ha and write it out again, and then your second rough draft, and it's... You know what? A real writer? Bullshit. I'm sorry. It's not you. <laughs> you're going to sit down, and the story is going to build itself. Um, it's it's a very rare, I think, anymore that people sit down with their list of 
this character does that and that character has that personality trait and that character has that and then they try and build a story around these characters that they've decided are the people they are. It's very rare that that ever happens. I think that real good writers just allow the story to be to to birth itself. It was always seemed comedy to me when I was in literature class and uh, any literature class from high school to college and and a professor or somebody would sit there and say, "Well, really, what Mr. Steinbeck is trying to say here?" And and I'm like, "He's trying to say it's cold." What what do you mean? No. <laughs> what he's trying to say. <laughs> and 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 it to me, it, it I think they authors often probably laugh at some of the analyses people come up with because they're like, "Yeah, I don't have a clue what you're talking about, but it sounds good." I really you know. do. It's fascinating, and there's the difference between, and I think any college student or university student who studied the English arts and and um, writing in college or university would acknowledge full heartedly the difference between a, a genuine good college or university professor to a high school teacher and keeping in mind that these high school teachers are the teachers that are molding our young minds at probably the most sensitive and fragile times in their lives because they're going through all their hormonal changes and they're going through the whole like who am I going to be when I grow up and they're trying to develop into into their own person this is when they're really stepping into their own for the first time and here we've got Fucking teachers, excuse my language. Yes, I dropped the F-bomb, but it pisses me off that we have teachers that go to school to learn to be teachers instead of taking a mechanic from a garage and putting him in the school to teach mechanics and a journalism or a writer or an author and putting them into in the school to teach English arts or creative writing or taking, you know, a, a, a scientist from a lab and putting them in the school to teach science. We're taking people from the street, we're putting them in school, we're teaching them how to be teachers, and then we're sticking them with topics to teach. Yeah, and then when, and people, when the kids get out of school... The and how are the kids supposed to be engaged when the teacher himself isn't engaged? I mean, you've got teachers bitching that they, they're teaching math when they want to be teaching musical arts. Right. Yeah, it's a little mess. Just a little mess. It's a huge mess. <laughs> and, and this, it you know, is. It's a mess. It's a huge huge kerfuffled mess. Why are we doing this to our young people and saying that it's okay? And then we put them into college and university if we can get keep them engaged with education long enough to get them into college and university, and then we're teaching them an entire different way of doing things. Because now they're not in a cloistered little classroom. They're in this big, expansive group of people where discussion is encouraged. And it's encouraged to challenge your teachers. It's just encouraged to challenge your professors. It's encouraged to initiate discussion. And you're being taught by people who actually worked in the field. I mean, it must. it's such a shock to the system. Yep, you get out of high school, you get to college, is. and you go, holy shit. There's a whole new different level to education out here. Now, if we could do that in high school, imagine the results that we'd have for young people. I mean, the results to me would be just phenomenal. If you've got a teacher that's engaged with the subject that they're teaching, then the student also is going to become engaged. And I think that's where we're lacking in the education system. I I think so. And, and that and planning what people need to learn. I don't understand that either. It, it, it's twisted. It because I watch uh, my interaction with my goddaughter that I'm homeschooling uh, on behalf of her mother, uh, 
Um, if I lay out a plan, you can just about forget it. It's probably not going to happen. And it's probably going to be a pretty poor day. But if we start off with, you know, a little conversation over coffee, then it just happens. Uh, something comes up. And, and and the curiosity is there, the interest is there, the energy is there, and then we just take off. And we can end up being really in-depth on something. And um, and I find she knows she, she remembers that later and knows how it relates to things in reality, life, you know, as opposed to she hates it and had to memorize it and flashcards. Really? Flashcards? Flashcards and memorizing Shakespeare are two of the most twisted things high school ever produced yes, for the is. young mind but to study, honestly. But let's, you know what, we've we got to mind with it. We rant on we and do. we have... Uh, and here's this young mind that we have with we have, us who could have, probably weigh in on this discussion brilliantly, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've passed the patience test. and uh, I think so. So we have uh, Ilya back with us tonight and... Uh, Neil Gower is with us tonight, who wasn't able to be with us the first time that we were talking about Cosmic Reunion uh, from the folks at Portal to Ascension. So, Amelia, Neil, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Thank you, guys. Doing great. It's uh, it's, it's interesting listening to you guys uh, just talk and, um, you know, be, be real and express how you feel. I think that's really important, you know, to just kind of let it all flow out. Well, it just got to be real. It's the reason I think people laugh at mainstream media is that you, you listen to them try to discuss a topic, and you're like, nobody talks like that. What are, what are these people doing? Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the day, we're all trying to be so politically correct. You know, I mean, journalists don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want the network taking away their paycheck because if you say the wrong thing on air, you know, there there goes your career. And up until recently, that's been okay. That's been acceptable. It's, it's just been the way the game's been played. Um, thank goodness it's changing, you know, like, I mean, really, it's almost worth now looking at the journalism field again as, as, yeah, because you studied that. You studied that in school, and then kind of took one look around and went, "Oh, yeah, no, I." These people that sit in journalism, it's what is it? Yeah, and you know what the thing is? Is my professor was brilliant, brilliant man, um, and I think that's probably, you know, I guess, is probably why I never went through with it. Is because my professor was such a brilliant man. Is that he laid it out for you right away. There was going to be no surprises for you getting into the field. On your first day, you're told if you're not willing to go get the nastiest story out there, the most upsetting piece of news that you can find, then don't bother coming back to school tomorrow because bad news sells. That's what they want to buy. That's well, what they pay you for. If you can't cut it, you need to not be here. Wow, I'd have gone home. <laughs> That's intense. Did you guys hear about the um, the two actors in Maine last November that quit their job on TV? Did you hear about yeah, that? Brilliant. Is yeah. that cool? 
that's like to me um right now what's going on is a lot of transparency and the news has to be the first thing the media has to be the first thing to really start telling us the truth so for somebody to step up on um public tv like that and say we're being told to lie and we we can't do this anymore that to me is just the beginning of what's to come it's fascinating it's really fascinating to watch um I even saw something, even, I mean, so much change going on right now, guys. And I was watching, because I've watched, this is going to sound strange, but for years I was avoiding the whole TV thing because I was like, I don't want to hear it. But now I'm watching TV simply because I'm fascinated by the changes that I'm seeing. I actually saw an advertisement last week put on by the College of Saskatchewan Pharmacists and it was an anti antibiotic campaign. Their whole message was there are a ton of diseases and illnesses that do not need medication. You have to stop over medicating yourselves. And this is the College of Pharmacists. I my mind was blown. Wow. I was like, Oh my goodness. I would not have seen this three years ago, two years ago, a year ago. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then the next day the anchors quit their job and I was like, This is awesome. This is Exactly what we expected to happen, but now it's almost like people don't even realize they're doing it. I was talking to my husband about that the other day. I was like, I don't even think people realize that they're making these conscious decisions. They're just doing it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, people can't really live um, in a world of lies anymore, and I think their conscience is getting to them, and... um, you know, they're kind of tired of just going with the herd and they want to be heard and they want to, you know, express themselves. And I think a lot of people feel like they're being held back and people are just sick of it and they want to break through it and just, you know, finally get out of that box and begin to do and say what they really wanted to say. And I feel like, you know, people's fears about losing jobs or, you know, having their careers be broken, I think those fears are slowly um, going away and people are beginning to just trust in the fact that, you know, by by expressing themselves authentically that it's all going to work. And um, that's really good and fascinating to know that, you know, those kinds of things are happening all over the world. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of times it's just, uh, you know, I, and not necessarily specifically any of these, the anchors quitting or any of them that we're talking about, because I don't know anything about those folks. But I think in a lot of cases, people aren't really, kind of like you were saying, Gene, that they don't know what why they're doing it or they just think it's the right thing to do. It's To me, it's that they haven't, like, come to it through some, you know, challenges of, of spiritual growth and this and that and the other. They just suddenly can't put up with it anymore. It's just they just can't put up with it anymore. And they don't know why. They just mm-hmm. do. And and to me, that's the energetic shift. It's the energy-supported sort of putting your head in the sand and not paying too much attention to what you were really doing. Well, and, and this is what I mean. It's almost like I'm watching people do it publicly. I'm watching people do I mean, I'm seeing it in the news. I'm seeing it on TV. I'm seeing these advertisements like the one from the, the College of, of um, Pharmacists. And then I'm seeing it 
in everyday life, people who, you know, I've known for years and years and years who have had absolutely no interest in my woohoo work for years, absolutely no interest in what I do, all of a sudden popping up with some just astounding life choices, just, you know, that makes me kind of step back and go, wow, dude, you are exactly why I do what I do, and you haven't been paying attention to what I've been doing, but you came to this conclusion anyways. And that's why I'm so fascinated, because it's like they just came to it naturally. Yes, some of us were guided there. Yes, some of us guided others there. But as a whole, it seems to me that exactly what we predicted would happen is that once we hit a certain percentage on the planet, the rest would just snowball on. Yeah. And it's like that's what's happening, and I'm watching it happen. And it's freaking amazing that it's happening in front of my eyes. Because it's just such a natural progression into this new conscious way of living. And I know that some are reaching out sometimes after they have done something like quitting their job on air are then suddenly going, whoa, was that me? <laughs> and and then they begin to reach out for some answers about where did that come from? And um, so our radio show and the incredible work that Neil and Neil, you've been doing over here at Portal to Ascension for a while um, are are places that people can turn to. Uh, I know the the online board that I admin for we've had several people lately just come say i don't believe any of this but now i do i i don't know what to do <laughs> now or what to ask but i wound up here do you guys can you guys help and um uh are you guys getting some of that over there at portal to ascension yeah you are we get um, we get Emails every now and then, and with the vibration of the planet increasing, it's almost like some people are spontaneously waking up, and um, it's it's like it's all been divine timing, and the the uh, critical mass has, is now here, and there's a ripple effect of people becoming conscious, and those that have organizations and radio shows and platforms for others to come to, uh, we're sort of the way showers here to really um, show the way for people aren't really scared and lost and we can show them that it's not really about the fear but once we wake up to what's going on in the world and the victim consciousness that we used to live in to that we can really um, offer some sort of self-empowerment and how to step into our own authenticity. Yeah, and um, another thing that is really interesting is that Neil and I were actually driving around um, L.A. the other day and we went into Whole Foods, uh, which I don't know if you guys have it um, in Texas or Canada, but it's uh, an organic oh, yeah. supermarket, and um, we stumbled upon this lady who had chocolates for uh, samples, and we started talking to her about what we do, and we told her that we're doing this cosmic reunion event, and it's about extraterrestrial awareness, spirituality, and she said, oh, what do you think about, you know, these beings, or what do you think about David Icke, or what do you think about, you know, this and that, and so we're like, wow, you know, four or five years ago, if you went into a supermarket, you know, what are the odds that you would, you know, run into a person that would be conscious or even familiar with topics such as these? But 
you know, things are shifting so dramatically and so exponentially that people are just, you know, popping up like popcorn. And, I mean, the awakening process is really happening. And, you know, a lot of people such as ourselves have been working so diligently for so many years. And the energy that we've been putting out into the the ethers is now finally beginning to manifest in the physical. And, you know, like you were saying earlier, it's amazing to see that happen. And, you know, it's, it's finally truly great to see that something is beginning to change. And even though it's not hitting the mainstream news on CNN or Fox News in a big way yet, it's definitely beginning to bleed through. And, um, you know, it's just the beginning and it's only going to get better from here. And it's kind of like a collective sigh went across, I think, everybody that does the kind of work that we all do um, in the last couple of months. A lot of people saying, I can finally just chill. I'm done. Now I can just play. Mm-hmm. Hard work's over. I'm good. Now I can just enjoy playing in this energy and just having fun. I have heard so many people say that in the last couple of months. And it's nice just to be able to sit back and go, wow, you know, I mean, I've been saying all along, humans are awesome, but now they're proving me right. (laughs) That's cool. You guys are proving me right. There's even a a station, I think it's in New York, that the whole station, their sole purpose as a news crew is to solve people's problems. So if a single lady living in crappy apartment, her landlord won't, you know, fix the mold problem or whatever. News crew goes in and, and tells her story and apparently, you know, problems are being solved within twenty four hours. That would never have gotten taken care of before if this news crew had not decided and this channel had not decided to have a news team that did specifically that. Go in and, and basically expose the people that are, are Playing not so fair. I don't remember well, seeing that two years ago anywhere. There wasn't nearly as much of it, uh, to be certain, and um, it's and it's different. It, it it feels different to me too. So so often in the past, if if somebody did do a story like that, they they were like out to get whoever what it was with like venom. You know, and knives, and we're gonna go get them. We're gonna expose them for the idiots they are. And now it's just they open a dialogue and things happen. And that's very different energy than you know. We're the victims. It's more of an energy of well, this is cool. We can fix this. We can we can help you handle this. And that's energy that works to, to me. You know, people start attacking each other. Pretty soon it gets ugly. People start just trying to have a conversation and 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 figure a way, and things things happen. Right, it's like the the masses, and um, a lot of people are moving into service to others, and um, really through their own empowerment, seeing how they can provide and how they can give back to the society and community. Yeah, and um, really, people are beginning to kind of understand that by being of service to others and being in an energy of 
um, kind of working together as opposed to being in competition against each other is where um, the growth is and where the happiness lies. So I feel that a lot of companies or just people in general as an individual, um, if um, being such as those, you know, continue to operate from a standpoint of service itself or, you know, from an ego standpoint of survival, then I feel that things might, you know, continue to be challenging for them. And I think people are beginning to kind of awaken to the fact that being of service to others and, um, you know, helping people and, you know, uh, being in that energy is actually, you know, the, the, the path that is of least resistance and the path that would be more graceful and, you know, easy, easier than that of service to self and uh, that of survival. So it's, it's really awesome to see that, you know, happening in the world. Yeah, it's just such a, uh, I don't know, in some cases it almost is like a subtle shift, but it's also like mm-hmm. the hugest shift you've ever seen. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, we're, we must be getting close to the center of things here. We're getting to the power of uh, uh, paradox. But uh, so let's talk just a little bit about what... Uh, what you guys have lined up for folks, uh, we encourage people, you know, tune in our show because you hear a lot of different people with a lot of different viewpoints, and they've all come different roads to get to where they are. And you'll hear one or several, but, you know, not everybody will be your cup of tea, but we've lined up a whole bunch of cool people for you. And it certainly looks like you've lined up a, a – well, you've got several of our EC family members and past guests that are coming. Um and uh, this looks like it's going to be a really exciting two days. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, we um, this is actually our second Cosmic Reunion, Cosmic Reunion 4th Density. Uh, we had another one on Thanksgiving weekend, our first one, November of 2012. And um, basically the premise for this convention is to raise the vibration of the planet, and we go through the awareness of uh, the extraterrestrial presence and create awareness of our star family and our interconnectedness to the universe. So um, the speakers that are going to be there really um, embody the aspect of consciousness that is empowering but also ha- um, comes through the avenue of um, we're not alone in the universe and uh, what that really means for us and what that means for our future. Yeah, and the original Cosmic Reunion 2012 conference um, that we were promoting last time I was a guest on your, on your radio show actually went phenomenal. Um, we had the entire room packed. Uh, we had uh, people flying from Sweden, people flying from different states um, just to be a part of it. And um, vendors had an amazing time. The speakers had a great time. The participants had an awesome time, and it was like a roller coaster ride from beginning to end. We started out with a sound and vibration opening ceremony, and then um, Bashar headlined on Saturday night, which was one of the best Bashar channelings I have ever heard or attended. Um, and then Sunday, uh, we did some more sound and vibration and uh, ended on a really, really high vibrational note. So. 
um, after the event, we've actually had a lot of people come back to us and say that this event has literally changed their lives. And um, we're just really humbled and grateful to be able to facilitate and hold space for such a gathering, um, you know, so that people can meet other kindred spirits and, you know, connect with like-minded people. You know, it's not just about the information. You know, it's about coming together and about feeling that, hey, you know, there's there's a lot of us that have the same intentions and, you know, want to be of service to, to our planet. And, um, you know, so, so our, one of our intentions is to hold that space so that people can come together and truly um, feel one with with each other and really usher in this new paradigm that is upon us. And um, so Cosmic Reunion 2012 was incredible. And uh, this next one that we have on March 30th and 31st, Cosmic Reunion for Density, um, we're just expecting it to be even better. I mean, the speakers are going to be just out of this world. And um, we feel that it's... No pun intended. (laughs) 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 That was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a, it is an amazing group, and there I I I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to sort of magnify something that you said uh, when you were talking about people coming together and finding out there's other people with a similar intention, and uh, for as much as as we kind of reach a point where you have to reach a point where you don't care what other people think in order to really care about what you think and feel, there's still on the other side of that, there's a desire for uh, community. And it's different, little, but, you know, because you're not like waiting for the community to give you permission to be okay. But there's still now that desire for it's a sort of a new level of community. And I think that's as valuable as, you know, there's something to be said for that. Oh, well, I'm not crazy. And then everybody says, yeah, you're crazy, but you're crazy like us, and we like that. And... uh, (laughs) Because I know for a lot of people that uh, that I've had the opportunity to talk with, and, and really in my own life in many ways, uh, there were many times in my life when I sort of felt like I was the only person that thought that uh, way. And uh, and that can be a, an odd place. Well, yeah, there, there's that. <laughs> Why don't you just be blunt about it? It sucks. That feeling of like... I mean, and you're going to do it anyways because you can't really change who you are, can you? You can't change what your inner voice is telling you to be a truth. And and you can't change the vibration of the core of your being. You can't change that. So you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be that light regardless of what happens. But when you're surrounded by people who have no idea how to relate to you and you have no idea how to relate to them, it sucks. Well, you know, I was actually um, had an experience like that um, for most of my life up until a couple of years ago. I was living in New York, and I didn't have any friends that thought the way I thought and um, were into the similar were into the same stuff that I was into. And you know, at that point, you know, I thought the same thing. Like, damn, this does suck, and you know, I don't really want to be here if it's going to continue to be like this. Um, but you know, then I 
came to California and I met people that were like-minded, and I, and I realized that there was a reason um, that I went through that process of feeling like I was alone and feeling like I didn't fit in. And the experiences that I had that seemed dark and, you know, kind of allowed me to go into the depths of my soul and, you know, kind of re-examine who I am and who it is I want to be allowed me to really step into a space of who it is I do want to be and, you know, who it is that, um, what it is that I want to make of myself. And so without those experiences of, quote-unquote, negative experiences or, or experiences that I wouldn't prefer, they've allowed me to, you know, be the light that I am now. So, you know, it's important to be grateful and to acknowledge the blessing that's in, that can be in disguise sometimes because every experience happens for you. It doesn't happen to you. We're not victims of our experience. We create our, re- our reality. And, you know, right now is the time to take responsibility for our creations and to really drop that victimhood and victim consciousness and truly begin to create our reality from a conscious perspective where our thoughts, words, and deeds are representative of who and what we really are at the deepest level. And Absolutely. And it, it, I, it was a valuable experience to me for learning how to maintain my own vibration because it's my vibration, no matter what's going on around me. But there's something, there's something to it that's in those, in that mirror stuff. That once you do that, then the outside starts to reflect the inside, and you start to find community. And uh, uh, it's been a, to me, it's been a joyful thing to be able to be there and participate when some people are just like, "Wow, this is." Well, like you said, you get those emails about you, my whole life changed, and um, it's like it, it, it's—I don't know—it's that family hug from home, sort of. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely wonderful when you get to um, when you get to a point in your life where you've um, manifested people like that that support you, and um, you know hold space for you to be who you truly are. Um, so, yeah, it's it's great, absolutely. So, hello. Are we still on? <laughs> you, we yes. Occasionally get the, we occasionally get the upon... moments that, I don't know, universal uh, emphasis gets placed on something. <laughs> Um, so again, again, two days. Is this a? Oh, well, that was weird. Okay, my my browser just went blank. I was sitting right here looking at Nora Harold's picture on the Cosmic Reunion flyer, and the whole screen just went white. I actually <laughs> spoke to Nora about an hour ago, and she told me to tell you guys that she says hi. <laughs> oh yeah, Nora's Nora's been with us before. We had we had a lot of fun yeah. when she was with us. And, yeah, we uh, did absolutely. Uh, so I know that everybody will have fun uh, with her there, and uh, uh, a lot of folks that I would enjoy. You know, Laura Eisenhower and Anelia Benz, and uh, yeah, 
Uh, Cynthia Crawford and, of course, Dr. Dream, who uh, wanders around with Laura. They have a radio show together, I believe, don't they? Yes, they do. Um, I believe it's called Awaken the Dream Reality. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last one, like, um, as Ilya was saying before, it was kind of like a roller coaster ride. Uh, our whole intention as event producers is to be extremely entertaining. Like, we, we create events that we would like to attend and sit there the whole time and, like, really um, just have a lot of fun with. So there's there's music, meditations, there's speakers. So we sat down with all the speakers this time, with all their names and all the acts and all the musicians and really created it in a way where um, it's a multi-sensory experience that where everybody um, experiences everything on all levels possible and as soon as they come in there, basically, they're watching the best movie ever until it's over, and they leave with all this awareness and this excitement and really can truly take that vibration with them when they leave and um, kind of implement it in their daily lives. Yeah, and um, one thing about the, the music, um, last time when we had our opening ceremony, um, we played, uh, we had about, what was it like, about six or seven different practitioners and uh, sound alchemists uh, play different sacred instruments such as crystal bowls, gongs, didgeridoos, tuning forks, and many others. And um, after the activation, um, one woman uh, told me that she actually uh, had somewhat of a DMT experience where she started seeing colors and she started being shown images and she started hearing hearing sounds, and so we have no idea um, what you know the 150, 200 people experience um, while they're sitting in that chair, um, and so you know we never really know what what people get out of it, but um, right. it, it's just always interesting the different experiences that people have at our event. Yeah, and on that same note. Uh, we're actually taking the sound and vibration to the next level of this one. The last one, uh, we organically came together, but now we have even more practitioners and um, amazing sound alchemists that I've experienced firsthand. Um, our friend Guy Douglas and Torkumji, they do what's called a 432 hertz um, gong activation. So they have gongs and they have synthesized frequency music. And I went to their uh, healing in Santa Monica, and I was vibrating uncontrollably. I could see energy coming out of my body. And it was uh, literally, it was actually the only physical, like real physical experience I've had of like consciousness on that level. I could really like um, feel that I was releasing. So they're going to come and do their set that they do workshops uh, and really be a part of the opening ceremony so that um, we can we can bring that vibrational healing to everybody there and really allow them to shift into fourth density. That's awesome. See there, Gene, that's mm-hmm. what we've been talking about for a long time is when we have guests that talk about ayahuasca and other things is, look, we're not saying that these things are necessary, but they can re- they can reconnect something that you lost is that that kind of in that kind of depth uh, richness of experience uh, is is there to be had without any additives necessary well, anymore. Well, we're so used to using our our basic senses, right? And sight, sound, touch. Um, those those have served us so well for so long that it it 
can be almost daunting for people to start to explore those extra defenses that come with um, you know, some of these tools and tricks, if you want, for lack of a word. Um, but it's natural. It's a natural state of being, to be quite honest. And and I think that it's part of our natural evolution, and that these extra sensory experiences that people are having at gatherings like this because of the raising of the vibration is going to be just an introduction into how people are going to be functioning on the level that people are going to be functioning in not so, you know, not so distant future. Um, I really think that it's going to completely change the dynamic of relationships, not just, not just friendships or not just to, you know, to our planet, but you know, it's going to change the dyna- dynamic of lovers. It's going to change the dyna- dynamic of parents and, and children. It's it's going to take us to a whole new level of communication because our our communication is not going to be so much with words anymore. It's going to be with feeling. It's not even about thought. It's 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 far beyond thought. It's it's a feeling, and these tools, these you know, the hang and and some of these the drums, um, the gong, uh, the crystal bowls, some of these instruments that are used to elicit and bring forth these sensations, um, it is feeling. It's pure feeling. But it's 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 a whole being feeling. It's not a localized feeling that you get from experiencing something with one of your basic senses. It's it's a whole being feeling. Um, and it, it, hard to describe. It certainly can't be matched, but I think it's where we're headed. And so it's fascinating to me to hear them talk about that and it being done. I mean, yes, we hear about it being done in tribal settings, but this is like a large group of people you're talking about. A group of people who've never met. They're not part of a community, other than the fact that they're connected. They're aware that they're connected on some level, um, and they're just beginning to explore that connection. So, I mean, it's fascinating to me the potential that we're seeing come through. Humans are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They really are. And um, we are. We're, about, we're about halfway through the show. Yes, we are. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so perhaps we should take a quick break. Uh, have some Earth Prayer Project type music. Um, that seems appropriate, I would think. Yes. Yes, and um, uh, then we'll come back. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about who's coming and some of these things, like you know, beings getting together and bouncing energy off each other, and it just keeps getting bigger all weekend till boom. It's like fireworks, but safer. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, this- no. No houses burning down due to pyrotechnic um, failure, which right. is, you know, that's always cool. Always better. Always better. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this is our dear friend Ina V uh, with her song Earth Prayer. And um, you can find her at www.enavie.com and check out the Earth Prayer Project. She's doing some amazing things with the uh, uh, income she's getting from this. And uh, we'll be back with Ilya Neal in about five minutes. Stay with us, folks.
Yay. Welcome uh, back, everybody. No, I didn't get you. Gene sings often, and I, but I, they, just when I decided I was going to catch her sometime and just turn it on for everybody to hear, they installed this beeper now. When you go from mute to live, it beeps in your ear. And I was like, oh. And, of course, our poor guests get, you're unmuted, and things like that, I understand. Computerized voices. Icky. Because I always get my way. I yes. said, George, help me out. I don't want to sing on the radio. And George said, okay, have a beeper. Have a beeper. <laughs> have a beep. Okay. Thank yeah, you. it's cool how that works. It is. It's very good to me that George person is. So, um, oh, we were talking about we? we were talking about people <laughs> pitching energy back and forth, and it just kind of grows into something bigger than the component parts. Yes, let's talk about that people pitching energy back and forth because that's a great topic. Talk, talk. Well, I'm... Uh, well, it's, I think it's what has always been behind, whether it's a, a pep rally, a concert, but particularly like pep rallies, uh, uh, network marketing meetings, particularly the ones where you shout. Uh, the real estate company I used to work for, boy, there was music and there was shouting and there was, you know. And it 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 generates this larger energy that sort of sweeps along. And um, uh, But these are less directed as they are sort of self-generated. It's not so much that there's somebody behind the scenes trying to tell everybody what to think. Or be, what to be excited about, and um, I think that's awesome. But I, I think that's part of the phenomenon. Part of the is when that energy starts going back and forth, and you know, it's like when we blow out people's broadband routers and things on the show. We've done that several times. We, 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 yeah, it's always noobs. Maybe we should like warn people. No, they wouldn't come on the show. <clears throat> Please sign here that we're not responsible for damage to your computing equipment due to energy overloads. <laughs> um, I think that um, I think interestingly enough, I think that as we progress through this, I think that our technology is going to catch up and be able to handle um, be able to handle the. Uh, Excess amount of I've been in the room with people who've blown computers before, and it's it's rather fascinating to watch, but it's not going to be very useful <laughs> in the future. <laughs> if, everybody's, yeah. if everybody's blowing up the technology with their um, energetics, so you know, as as with all good evolutionary movements, I think that um, the the technology will catch up to. To the human evolution, I really do. It's just a matter of time. The, the technology may already be there, and it's time to be disclosed. You know, because a lot of technology that is uh, has been used or has been used behind the scenes um, are going to is going to come out to the public pretty soon, I believe. Which will be awesome. No, I think so too. And um, uh, I think a lot, a lot of the I think important for energetic reasons as much as any other that everybody works on all of the answers that they're working on and towards right now. But I think there's within the next 
across the next two or three years, there's just going to be all kinds of answers that is going to be like, well, darn, why didn't we think of that? (laughs) And uh, uh, because I think that a lot of those things have just been there, and it it needs this open, innocent interplay of energy, like I'm talking about people being able to experience at, at, at your conference sometimes to give birth to those things. Uh-huh. <clears throat> right. I mean, uh, it's an interesting thing, I, I suppose, you know, is it is there a difference to an in-person live event as there is to... I think we're making pretty deep co- connections these days over video phones mm-hmm. and, and uh, our, our various communication methods, but um, but I still think there's something to that physical proximity thing a bit. Yeah, I think it, it can go away, but I'm not sure that it has completely yet. Right. We actually had uh, around 3,000 people live streaming throughout the weekend last time, so worldwide, which was really cool. And um, so 200 people there, 3,000 live streaming, and the live streamers were sending send a few emails uh, and really, really experienced it and. A few people actually, I believe two people uh, were live streaming from L.A., and they actually came in because they felt the energy over the computer that they came and drove down and um, paid price and just came in because they had to be had to be at the event. That's very cool. Yeah, no, that's yeah, awesome. That awesome. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the proximity thing and just um, creating a grid work because when you're live streaming or on the Internet, it's you or whoever the group is right there with you but when you're with 200 other people all having the same intention and, like, arming together or something, it's really, really beautiful. Well, it absolutely is. And these people that are that are connected by live stream, it really is like so many of these events are just, uh, you know, we watch it happen with our guests in the chat room and, and, and our maps of who's been listening to the show. It's pretty soon you do. You get all these grids that go around. Of of thought at, in a moment, huh. and um, I think it's probably been a long time since there were like people in points all around the globe thinking the same thing at the same time. Yep. Uh huh. Have you heard of Do As One? Do As One dot org. No. There. Um, so the website. Um, our friend Rabia, he actually um, assisted us with the opening ceremony Sunday morning last conference and doiswan.org is his organization and that's it's an iPhone app and an Android app where you can download the doiswan application and it's an online breathing room where you can breathe synchronistically with other people worldwide and it pinpoints your GPS location and puts it on a map so on your iPhone or Android you can actually click over from the breathing room into the GPS map room and you see the dots of everybody in all over the planet breathing with you and you can also log in um, using your computer and just type in what your location is. So last uh, 11, 11, 12, he actually did a worldwide event where there was 21,000 people using the application worldwide. And if you went into the breathing room, you could synchronistically breathe and set the same intention with everybody. It was really, really cool. I see. That's just awesome. Yeah. So that type yeah. of technology, like, just... The cool thing was they actually put the intentions up on the screen. So 21,000 people were breathing at the exact same time, three breaths in, three breaths out. 
um, or three second breaths in and three second breaths out, and then the intensity would come up. So all 21,000 people were thinking of the same exact thing at the same exact moment. And um, I feel those type of that type of technology really should get out there more because imagine if we had hundreds of thousands of people doing the same thing and the technology has already been created so we have the platform and the interface to do it. Yeah, and that's uh, it's funny you mentioned a hundred thousand people because it was who's one of our friends' pages. Gene, I shared to who was it? Donning. I can't uh, remember. Donning Golden Crystal Age. Uh, it's a page mm-hmm. on Facebook, and um, I don't know that it's it, it's linked to any particular website and service. It's just a page where uh, that someone started and 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 was quotes and things like that and. Uh, but all centered around the awakening and the shift, and they hit ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine the other day, and so now they're <laughs> over they're over a hundred thousand likes, and yeah. and I remember when there was a time that you know the best pages talking about the shift might have you know ten thousand likes, and right. again it's not like we're waiting for everybody to think the same, but it. Uh, the for everybody to think. There you go. The hundredth monkey yeah. effect, or the the snowball momentum effect. Um, it, it really is almost breathtaking to me. Uh, yeah. Because it not like the planet woke up on December twenty second in a whole different world, but individuals are waking up in a whole different world on various and sundry mornings, afternoons, mid mornings, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And because they do, they just kind of wake up and they go, hmm. like that that fellow that you know came came to the group I was talking about and was like, look, I don't believe this stuff, but but all of a sudden I believe this stuff. What? What? And uh, you know, he it turns out he had heard things from friends and acquaintances over the years, and he was always like, yeah, yeah, you're crazy, and he just woke up one day pretty much he had a couple of odd experiences for a day or two and then was like okay look i gotta check this out because i don't know why what's interesting is that um i actually woke up feeling like i was in a different world on december 22nd because on the 21st i was with a friend of mine in new york and the whole day we were meditating we were channeling we were doing clearings cleansing um, lots and lots of really, really powerful work. And so um, the next day I felt definitely different. And, you know, I realized that the shift is actually just you, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sure, the world is changing, but um, it's actually just you. And uh, once you shift, then, you know, you give, you, sh- you begin to share and emanate that energy with everybody else, and everybody else begins to uh, open up and become awake and aware and begins to share and emanate that energy with other people, and then that creates the hundredth monkey effect. But, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people um, talk about um, the global shift and that, you know, something is just magically going to happen one day and we're all going to ascend into fifth-dimensional light bodies and there's going to be, you know, butterflies and rainbows and, you know, glitter everywhere and things like that. But, <laughs> <Wee>. <laughs> you know, 
Right. Um, you know, but it, it doesn't really work that way. You know, we have to do um, the individual work, quote unquote. You know, we have to look at our shadow, and you know, for, you know, practice forgiveness and unconditional love, and then. Uh, once we, you know, become whole and begin to emanate that energy of wholeness, then you know, we give other people an opportunity to do the same, you know, because they look at us and they go, oh, wow, look at that person. You know, I want what he's having or what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, they begin to, you know, do whatever it is that they need to do in their own individual lives. So, you know, just by being in our passion and following our life's mission, we give people an opportunity to step into their own life's purpose. And, you know, it's a beautiful game that we're playing. And, you know, ultimately it's just about having fun. And, you know, that's what we do with these events. You know, we just, you know, we have the most fun we could possibly have with everything. And, you know, that that's really that's really how, how we want to do it. You know, everything that we do, we want it to be fun and we want to have a good time doing it. Otherwise, I just don't think it's worth it. Well, there is something to be said for that whole lightness thing in the enlightenment, uh, the lighten up thing. Uh, yes. We, we we tell new guests that uh, before the show, look, we've only got one goal, and that's to have fun. And and it's it, it's interesting because we used to get guests that you know I need a question list and or would send us a list of questions and I want to know what's going to go on and we just get less and less and less of that. <laughs> We tell people, you know, mm-hmm. look, we we ask one question and then we let the conversation grow organically, and and they go, and and nothing's off limits. We'll talk about anything, and they go, man, that's cool. I love that. And they used to get really nervous about that, didn't they, Jane? Uh, oh my goodness, they'd be so scared. Um, we've had some <laughs> real panicked guests come in on the wow. first, you know, I mean, they'll they come in the first like ten minutes or you can feel the tension. You do the sound check and you can feel the tension. And you can try and tell them to relax as much as you want, but you <laughs> there's no saving them. <laughs> but yep. after the first like fifteen minutes, you know, they just once they hear that first question and they just go, Huh. Okay. That's uncle, a good question. And off they go. That's a good question. And off they go. And they go in whatever direction their heart and spirit takes them in, and that's the magic right there of not having a structured show is that two seconds before you were you're caught in the headlights, but all of a sudden you just notice that there is a big-ass bush right in front of you, and you are about to run <laughs> wild through some trees, you know, and that's right. the beauty of, of that one question and the show with the format because it opens up the door for them to go in any direction they want to go. And what's been fascinating is that um, I'm not going to say almost every show, it's every single show has been in synchronistic alignment with what's going on either in our emotional lives or on the world stage or both. And we don't schedule the guests. They choose when they're going to come to us. So, um, yeah, we don't have a list of people we're going to invite six months from now or anything. We just, if, if somebody comes across our our path, we just go, yeah, you, come here, let's play. And, and they show up whenever is the date that they pick, and, and and then it'll be something happens the day before or yeah. that morning. And um, uh, But they're becoming better things, too. Not so many of the 
Was it the bus or the subway? It was the bus you were on, wasn't it, Gene? That time when you were having one of those. Oh, well, yeah, which time? But we used to have some really odd experiences coming right into the show, and then we would get resolution during the show. And and now we have really cool stuff, and we just get to talk about it on the show. That's much better. Yeah, I mean, I, I see, I see cool stuff now all the time. And and before, you're right. When we first started the show, I'm gonna say a year and a half ago, when we first started the show, there was a lot of challenges. There was a lot of um, personal hurdles. There were a lot of issues, either personally or globally, that were being dealt with. Um, a lot of tension. The answers, of course, always came through the show, through whatever guest happened to be on the show that night. Um, but more lately, it's been more of a celebration of success than mm. anything. It's been just like a, a big, like I said, a big collective woohoo or sigh, or I think it's a collective woohoo and it is sigh of relief. It's, I mean, everybody knew it was just when are we having our, our party? You know, when are we having our end of the year party kind of thing? Right, yeah. Right, crack on the champagne, yo. Um, and, and I think that that's what's been happening. I watch my show, they're a lot more relaxed. They're they're a lot more celebratory there. Um, they've always been, we've always had awesome guests. I've been happy to be alive and enthusiastic about what's going on, but now they're more like relaxed about it, I guess. Like the weight Laid lifted back. off the shoulders. Yeah. yeah right. And it's like, yeah. you, like it's cool because um, everybody's stepping into more authenticity, and through that, the conversations are more organic, and everyone's wants to be real with each other and not be structured and I think structure is the kind of the opposite of synchronicity and we're starting to realize that everything is one big synchronicity so we're just living the synchronicity you know and we're even thinking about creating a conference called the synchronicity conference where we just invite musicians and speakers and have everybody randomly speak at different times without even like coming up with a certain time to speak like literally like embody synchronicity you know I think that would be And fun. it's perfectly doable, man. Absolutely. I'm, I absolutely, after doing this show for a year and a half um, and, and being responsible for, I'm going to say, 50% of the booking of guests because Rick and I share the responsibility, but um, I'm going to say that I'm absolutely, absolutely convinced that we are very close to a time when we can do away with schedules, we can do away with setting meetings, we can do away yep. with looking at clocks. Um, yeah. Saying I'll meet you at I'll meet you in this place at this time. We're very yeah. very close to that point where we're going to just be in the right place at the right time to talk to the right person, mm-hmm. and that we're going to be able to let go of all that planning ahead and just living completely in that now moment. Because this show has been for a year and a half a run on that principle, and it has proved time and time again that time really essentially doesn't exist. For lack of a better word, I mean, well, and we've had we've plenty had of panic. opportunities to freak out where we've had like no guest for the yeah. very next show, to other times yeah. where we're three months out scheduled up, and or guests who we can't find till the very last minute, or but sometimes when you can't <clears> find a guest to the last minute, it's because something really cool has just happened to them that is going to make for a really good story on the show, or I mean, it's just so many good reasons why these things happen, and every single time they've been, like I said, synchronistic to the events that are occurring in either my life or Rick's life or listeners' lives or, or globally. It's a fascinating phenomenon. I'll choose E, all of the above. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
Yeah. We're just uh we're just going with the flow. And uh it's the end of ages and we even don't even think of anything linear anymore for the most part. A lot of people are shifting from the linear mentality to the fact that I don't feel a lot of us are gonna age the conventional way we're aging the old paradigm, living up to a hundred tops that age is gonna be extended now because time no longer has the same definition than it did before. Well, I'm actually on a mission right now to make my age go back oh. a little while, um, physically, just That's like, uh, yeah. Well, Can't I've, say any reason why not. No, well, but health-wise, you know, I think that we're, we're <laughs> again, like you said, we're coming into a time where we can, we can. Well, when when I was a kid, I never understood. There was a lot of things I didn't understand when I was a kid, but one of them that I really, really didn't understand, and I was a science geek, was every cell in your body is replaced. Maybe some of the enamel of your teeth and some of the of your bone, but most of that's more living than we think it is. Uh, but otherwise, every single cell in your body is like replaced mm-hmm. by the time you reach a, a seven-year. Rotation that there's not any cells left that were there seven years before, so I never did understand why is it that that process suddenly doesn't work anymore. Wow! And they say, well, it it breaks down after a while, and I say, well, 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 then why did it work to start with? Because it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. What what does make sense though is that we we toxify these cells as they're regenerating and renewing. Okay, we continue to toxify them and we inundate them with toxins toxic chemicals and a toxic mm-hmm. environment and a toxic vibration and we do not supplement with positive nutrition that they need to be able to regenerate you know i mean it's like it's like a car if you don't put the freaking right gas or oil in the car it's stuff's going to seize it's going to break down the body's the same way so if you don't lubricate it or if you don't feed the cells they can't regenerate properly so if you do that cycle after cycle after cycle eventually they're going to begin to break down now we have an opportunity to be able to tap into our ancient knowledge about how to feed those cells properly to tap into that wisdom to start feeding those cells the nutrients that they need and that's when that regeneration cycle can actually take you back in age because well, and, 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 and the more to stop the interference cells. from the emotional and mental bodies of, you know, I'm going to sit over here and just be pissed all day, every day, but <laughs> but I'm going to expect my body to work really well. It's, it's like, I don't know, driving your car where you just stomp on the accelerator at every light and lay rubber on the road and Wheel the brakes at every. Well, you're going to tear it up pretty quick. Of course. Whereas if you're just all relaxed and you just hop in and okay, here we go, it you can drive that thing for hundreds of thousands of miles. Yeah. You get better gas mileage too. <laughs> you know, um, five years ago or so, I was reading an article um, um, by some geneticists, and they were trying to look for the code in our DNA that says we should die. Like, and they couldn't find anything in whatever the way they were doing it that um, our DNA says that there's, like, a timeline on our body. So they couldn't really figure out why we died. And then the article went on to say it's because of the toxicity, just like you were saying. And, like, just check it out. Our, our water has fluoride in it. Some of them have antidepressant pills in it. Um, there's all these GMO foods out there. So, And then uh, pharmaceuticals, 
they leave deposits in your body that erode your organs. So it just seems that the environment that we've created for ourselves is the only thing that's making our bodies um, decay at such a fast rate. And then on top of that, like you're saying, Rick, it's our belief systems. Like time is a belief system. And if you can shift out of that belief that it even exists, like who knows what's possible. Yeah, and um, what do you think you mean, bent and manipulated? I've I've played with that. It's malleable. I know that. It, yep, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's totally malleable. It's it's and, uh, yeah. not. But, I've I've seen it. It's malleable. Time is completely malleable. Um, mm-hmm. and, and fascinating game to play is to bend time and and to make it. You I know, mean, if you popped out of time altogether, you'd sort of pop out of here altogether, because it's one of the it's Which part of the agreement. Well, it's it's okay. Right. It's not. It's not that that sucks. Well, no. But if you want to be here, what doing? yeah, you came here for <laughs> I'm a reason. I'm doing this right now. I want to do and this right now. This is fun, right? Being able so. to play with parameters is also fun, you know. And but that's yeah. what creators do. Look at the game creators. They going through a level and they're not liking the way it's going. It's not flowing right. They change the parameters, and then they have fun. Well, that's what we get to do now. Is remember that we were the ride designers, the game designers. And so we can change parameters. And um and I think everybody's beginning to recognize experiences they've had for years of, you know, man, I I remember I picked up this book and I swear it was only an hour and it was like four AM <laughs> and that's that's really it, folks. That was you really only bodily, physically experienced however long you thought you did. And the clocks went on the way they went. It's that whole speed of light thing, vibration thing. Again, no, they they did a they did an experiment in England of uh, how long this one man can stay awake, and he and they realized that um, if you continue to um, excite your right brain, the right hemisphere of your brain, which is creativity, um, having fun, being in your passion, if you continue to have your right brain be active then you actually don't need to sleep. And why the reason why people sleep so much is because a lot of people are very left brain. You know, they're very analytical. You know, um, the left brain is the, the, the mathematics, the, the abacus, the, um, the counting, um, you know, all the linear kind of stuff. And the right brain is more of the timelessness, the creativity. And so this person decided, you know what, I'm going to see how long I can stay up by doing the most fun and exciting things I could possibly do for as long as I possibly can. And so he just stayed in his passion for as long as he possibly can. And I'm not sure if this is right, but I think he stayed up for about two weeks straight without going to sleep just by being in his passion and doing what he wanted to do most every single moment of the time that he was awake. So that that really says a lot about, you know, what we're capable of and um, how how we have all these new techniques and tools that we can incorporate in our daily lives in order to promote longevity, um, health, wellness. And, you know, ultimately I believe it comes down to just being in your passion because when you're in your passion, um, you know, like you said, Rick, you, you could be reading a book and it you know, it could be that four hours pass by, but to you it may have seemed like only an hour. Um, and in reality, I believe that it really was an hour. 
and that you've only aged that one hour because that's what you've experienced. Even though the clock may say four hours, um, in your world, in your reality, you only aged an hour. And it's that energy of being in your passion. So I feel if we can all just, just surrender to follow our excitement in every moment, we would be living in a completely different society. Oh, absolutely. And I think I think everybody's beginning to experience that more and more. Uh, again, there's a scale to that. People that have you know, worked at finding their bugaboos or maybe experiencing it time-wise more, but then we see the fallacy of saying that time-wise more. Everybody seems to be having that experience more often and noticing that they're having it. Uh-huh. That's the that's the thing to me is people are noticing that they're having it, and um, that's when the questions come, and that's when when uh, folks like you and the and the incredible lineup of people that you have coming. Uh, come into play with some answers of, okay, I tried 57 different ways and not so much. So this is what worked for me. And, um, and everybody gravitates, everybody, everybody's answers out there. Everybody's answers in there. So it's out there. And um, so we just encourage people to, to uh, cast your net wide. And uh, these, these kind of events are just awesome for that. And, uh, uh, I think it's wonderful work you guys are doing. For our podcast listeners, who we must pause to acknowledge, because they're just legion, really. <laughs> I, that word has some weird connotation to it or something, vibration attack to it. There's just there's a bunch of them. How about that? There's a bunch of them. Yeah. And, um, um, and they're awesome. We love you. All yes, of you. Each of you. So the best way for them to to keep track of you guys and what's going on and and all of the latest information uh, uh, about the get together would be at uh, portaltoascension.org. Right, that's that's the best way. Go to our website, and also it would be cool if uh, they looked us up on on Facebook or Twitter, and they can follow us uh, and uh, watch videos on um, the events that we're doing and uh, receive constant updates. Yeah, and awesome. we actually have um, archived uh, presentations from our previous Cosmic Reunion on our website under the video section. So if anybody wants to take a look at some of the presentations and get a feel for what our events are like, then they could just go to our website and watch them there for free. Awesome. So, again, that's portal2ascension.org, P-O-R-T-A-L-T-O, A-S-C-E-N-S-I-O-N, portal2ascension.org. And uh, they're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash portal2ascension. Um, and so drop by the page, give them a like, and uh, keep track of the updates because you all do amazingly magical stuff in between times too. So people should definitely look you up and check it out. All right. Thank you, brother. Well, thanks so much for coming and spending time with us again, and I'm glad that you could be with us this time, Neil. And uh, I hope we've achieved our goal and had fun and telling stories around the campfire. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for everything you do and the uh, awareness you spread, and really enjoyed our time with you and um, hope to co-create and interact more in the future. 
well, love. We're not hard to find. You know where we are, and you're welcome back any time. You guys are Thank doing some amazing stuff yourselves. Thank you, guys. Really want to encourage you to continue doing what you do best because um, you never know who you're going to impact. So um, just want to send you guys lots of love and blessings on your journey. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. Yes, thank you yeah. much. Awesome. So, so we have people coming, journeying? We do. We yes. have a journey coming up. I don't we know. Do. What's the day today? Oh, yeah. I am. We have a Bridget Nielsen. Bridget Nielsen? And, uh, yeah. On Tuesday? A Bridget Nielsen. A Bridget on Tuesday. Nielsen. I, as usual, have no idea who that person is, but I bet you can tell us. No no Nielsen ratings or any of that for Bridget Nielsen. Um, <laughs> and um, Thursday? Miriam Shamas. We have a musician. A Miriam Shamas yes, coming. Okay. So. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Um, so we're going to have more fun. And okay. uh, uh, and also, everybody drop by our website at everydayconnection.me. Uh, so I'm all caught up again by uh, tomorrow. It should be all current with every, all, every one of our shows. And uh, we've got... Over 150 hours now, something like that, Jane? Right, we do. Of amazing um, audio. Yes. There's a switch box. Yes, just, I know, because know, I've been... <laughs> Because I've been listening to it for um, two days, and we'll be listening to it for, I'm sure, four or five more as I um, cut some cut some audio reels for up-and-coming videos. So, of course, keep an eye on the YouTube, too, because uh, we'll have some new videos coming sometime in the next couple of weeks. Please be patient with me. Do you have any idea how much wisdom has been shared on this show in a year and a half? Okay. And I am trying and to cut to it cut down. down one or two sentences, and yeah. Yeah, he wants one or two sentences. Yes, I. So um, keep your eyes open, but I am I am working on that, and it will be coming soon. So it's good so to be back full time. I'm not kidding. It's great theater. to be back. Now, now you have to work. Oh. Yeah. That was always the 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 trouble before was I can't do that. My computer won't do that anymore. It's all tired and broken down. Okay, <laughs> well we'll fix that for you. Yeah, because when you can't create, um, it's a problem. So and and you got all sick and everything, and we're not playing that game anymore. Yeah, got very very sick. I did. We're we're super healthy. So keep your eyes open for that as well, because there'll be some um, testimonial videos coming out soon on how it is. I got some help so quickly. Um, so we'll you know we'll keep you posted on the whole sea veg journey, and um. I, I don't do this often, but I'm going to do it in okay. this case. Any tantric practitioners out there, yes, I want you on the show. Um, so drop us a line. I know you're listening. No how-to well, show. No, it's not a how-to show. Not I want to show. talk about the teachings behind the practice. Um, so if you are an elegant student of traditional and ancient practice of the true art of magic, um, please drop us a line or me a line at jbn at everydayconnection.me. I would love to book you in on the show because we've got some great guests coming up talking about sexuality and spirituality, and um, I'd like to make it a topic of inspiration for a little while. So let's do that. Yay. Add that to our our bag of tricks, I think. Promo. 
Yeah, well. Because we're all adults here. Darn it. Darn it. All right, folks. So have a wonderful weekend. Join us on Tuesday. And until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourself, stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. Big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.